What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious, along with Jess the Total Baggage, Craig the British Bulldog, the Nature Boy Joe, and Cousins Up This Week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? Upon the examination of the galaxies of space, images begin. I miss the old WrestleMania music. I loved it. Yeah. So WrestleMania six. Let's get into it. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019? Or on Facebook, Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast. So now that nobody knows where to find us. All right. April 1st, 1990, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, at the Sky Dome. Attendance was 67,600. Oh, it wasn't Ontario, California? Yeah. I see. I did not know that. I thought that was Ontario. Right in our backyard. Uh, Disputed Uh, attendance, obviously. And the tagline was The Ultimate Challenge. Our commentators are Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. Interviewers are Mean Gene Okerlund and Sean Mooney. And our ring announcer is Howard the Fink. Finkel Jazz. Who are our title holders coming into the pay-per-view? And uh, can you give us some WCW title holders? So real quick before I do that, uh, what no. you just said was Gorilla Monsoon. God, Gorilla, Monsoon and, <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura were the commentators. I think that made up, you know, we we say we go back and we look and, and Mac, the match quality wasn't, you know, what we wanted it to be going back and watching this. But a real big reason as to why is because Monsoon and Ventura told the entire story for three hours on every match. And they were so good at what they did. They and really commentating good. was so important back here and move stuff along. Now you rely on high spots and WrestleMania moments and all that stuff. And we really, I guess Michael Cole still calls some shit here and there. And like, you know, it, I don't even know they, they have 19 people in the booth most of the time at WrestleMania now. And, but back here it was monsoon and it was Ventura. And they literally told you the story from beginning to end from the first minute to on the third hour. And that's you hit the him in the solar part. plexus, Jess. So over on WCW land, uh, the NWA heavyweight champion was Ric Flair. The Never United States champion was Lex Luger. The Ooh. television champion was Arn Anderson. And the Ooh. tag team champions were the Steiner brothers. <laughs> yeah. uh, coming into this pay-per-view on the WWF land, the world heavyweight champion was Hulk Hogan. The intercontinental champion was the ultimate warrior and the World Wrestling Federation tag team champions were the colossal connection, Andre the Giant and Haku. We get the awesome it, Canadian national that, anthem sung by Robert Goulet, which the crowd was not too happy about at first. They're like, who the heck is this You know guy? what? He fucking got them off their asses like Tito. He kind of killed and it, right? By the time yeah. Goulet was Nailed done, they, they were on board. 
I was like good mm-hmm. 180 by yeah. Robert Goulet. And then Goulet. I like I Who's love this, this match. Goulet. I love the the flow that they used to with this the, the the moment here that I'm gonna talk about gets me nostalgic every time. It's after they do the national anthem and they cut as Ventura and Monsoon are welcoming you in and talking to you, the entrance music of one of the first guys from the opening match yes. is playing in the background. So it's like they had no downtime. They were just like welcome everyone to Bird 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 like and it was just all, it was like oh, I miss it. Yeah. So well, much. it was to yeah. it was to the moment like like we've got three hours and seventeen minutes on the pay per view channel. We have Let's to get go. everybody in. We have yeah. to go. And they and, emulated a sporting event. It was all like everything that's happening in this arena is what you need to see right now. There's no backstage skits. There's no thank God. Uh, yeah. There's no backstage skits. It's all just fucking go go go. It's payoff of all these so, feuds you've been investing in for months. I'm gonna read this and you tell me what's wrong with it because it looked wrong to me, but. Rick Martel defeats Coco Beware in three minutes and 51 seconds. I think some of that's wrong. You tell me what that is. And it's a grade C for me. Not the best opener ever. Um, lots of downtime. It just it didn't set my heart on fire. Um, it was just it was an okay match. Uh, what do you got there, Jess? I gave it a C. Um, for the t- the time, what the time period that we're talking about, it was a fine opener, I guess. It was a normal but- WrestleMania yes, opener. You, back you have to agree that match was not just under four minutes. It felt way longer than that. I, this match felt. I thought it was way longer. Like Rick Martel tried for the Boston Crab about seven. I just. Times. I think it's a typo. Yeah. To be honest with you. He's got him. Oh, there it is. Unless Coco can reach the ropes here, forget about it. The winner of this contest, Rick the Model Martel. What a very impressive victory for the model, Rick Martel. Boy, and rightly deserved too. Coco made a mistake. Just went to the well one too many times, I think. Yeah, and then There's I saw no three, way minutes, three minutes. Seconds, so I was like, like Jesus, right? it seems like so much longer. It had to be like it had to be like twenty minutes. I, like. <laughs> I, I think it was more like ten or eleven, but it felt like twenty. And there's a typo. Like I think it's I don't think it was like that long. I don't think it was that long. Seconds, I think three. maybe it was like six minutes. Something. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what happened. So you give it a C, Craig. What do you got? I give it a C. Uh, I think all these times are warped in our memories because it takes so fucking long for the goddamn cart to come out. So, yeah, when you hear the wrestlers second verse of their theme songs, that's not normal. Like, <laughs> that's not normal. Normally, yeah. we don't hear we hear like the first like 20 seconds of every wrestler's theme music over and over again, because that's how long it normally takes them to walk down. But when we're hearing the third verse of bird, 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 like on a different yeah. turn, I'm like, Jesus Christ, get him to the mm-hmm. ring. My God. <laughs> Uh, I gave the I gave the match That's a right. C. Um, the 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 part that I thought was the most entertaining was that when Coco gets flipped over the top rope, he almost knocks over the bird. Yes, and then he like <laughs> like he gets flipped over and like <laughs> he comes within like centimeters of fucking knocking over the bird. And then he's like, like, "Oh shit! Did, not, did, did I kill the bird? Did I kill the bird? No shit! The feathers go flying. I don't know you if know, anybody like, noticed, but that bird looks sick. Like it was not well." Well, apparently, he's like, fuck, well, I'm, I got five of them. Too much well, he travels with it. He stuffs the bird in his suitcase, Dave, every time he fucking travels. That would make sense. <laughs> Just that shoves him in his bird sense. bag. That bird looked like demolition match number two versus the Colossal Connection for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Demolition reclaimed the Tag Team Championships in nine minutes and 30 seconds. I gave it a C plus, and I, it's because of Andre. And I know, look, it's not Andre's fault. Um, and I love the ending. Demolition gets a huge pop for it, and they're three-time champions, and it's history. I get all that. But it's just so hard to watch Andre try to do anything in there, even to interfere. It's so difficult. 
Um, the ending really saves it. It would have been less if it wasn't such a great ending by Demolition saving the day. And trying to free the giant. Can he make it in time? Look at Andre. He's tied up. He can't get there. There it is. Over for the cover. It's over. New tag team champions. The winner of this bout and new world wrestling television. They have done it, Axe and Smash! What did you call it earlier, Gorilla? It's repeated! Repeated! Um, really crushing Haku. Haku's just an animal, by the way. Can we just say that? That guy is... He was working the entire time. Like, just doing, just doing a great job. Yeehaw. Yeah, like that's his wrestling noise. Oh! He goes, oh! Yeehaw! And he does all his moves. Yeah, when they're stretching him, he's like, oh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Jess? And now, yeah, uh, I give it. I, you're copying my test paper, and I want you to stop because uh, okay. I gave it a C plus as well. Uh, so we need to be split up and not sit next to each other. Technically, when I go first, you're copying me. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I try to turn it around oh, on you, and you got me on that one. Fire. Uh, podcast. Wars. The uh, and we wrote the same wars. thing too. Um, you know, I I love pops, and the pop that demolition got at the end, good god, like it was. I loved him. It was bro. even a I shitty demolition, demolition device, like the the demolition decapitator or whatever they call it. Like it, they took it really easy on Haku because mainly yeah, Haku it wasn't that good. It wasn't well done. That was um, not. A, that was like, not a the prelim. crowd. Decapitator at all. Yeah. When they hit three, like <laughs> all 67,000 people were, it was amazing. It was an amazing sight. Like it was yeah. really great. And it was, they won the tag titles for the third times, tying the Wild Samoans. Uh, the record has, of course, been since blown away um, like sure. 20 times over. It's a big but, deal um, here, though. Because, yeah, yeah but here was? it was a big deal Who for Demolition it? to win the title for the third times. And like the crowd went crazy. Uh, I really liked when Axe was walking down and he was like, we're number one. And then Monsoon's like, you are one it just like was cool and i was like this is all awesome like this is great you know as a fan i think this was vindication in the sense that the road warriors would come in the promotion not three months later and uh for ever mm-hmm. since demolition was formed it was like your road warrior wannabes and that this pop i'm like really like they no, kind of nope. prove that and can we be honest i, I love the road warriors because they were together for like over 20 years demolition was only together for three and a half by the way total and they really? held the title three times. And they, yeah, they dominated the tag team division um, huh. in only three and a half years. And they were champions more often than not, by the way, in that whole time as well. I'll do more generous as a B minus because only because of the Andre moment at the end. Um, the demolition pop was awesome. But what was also uh, very awesome was, yes, it was sad. Yes, you knew in the beginning. I knew like when Andre threw Axe out and then didn't follow him out. And we all know the story of Andre doesn't like to be. No, don't take me outside. I don't want to go outside. He can't go outside. He can barely get through the ropes to get on the tag rope. Um, but that pop for Andre and this little moment for him at the end, I kind of smiled and I enjoyed it. What do you got, yeah. Joe? Yeah. Um, I actually like. Uh, I actually gave it a B. Okay. Uh, not for the match itself, but for all of the things surrounding the match. Uh, which we've already kind of talked about, like the demolition pop. I think not only their entrance pop, but their the pop when they win the match is mm. awesome. Like I mean, it's just like it's over the top. I want to be. I want to feel some sort of emotion in it, and I definitely like. That's why I gave it a B. I felt emotion in. It. Like I felt. I felt the demolition pop on the beginning and the end. I felt the. I felt emotion on the uh, on the Andre turn. It was brilliant. It was. It was set up perfectly. It was sold perfectly. All right. 
So Mean Gene is with Earthquake and Jimmy Hart with a nice little interview that wasn't that nice, which takes us to match number three, which is Earthquake with Jimmy Hart defeating Hercules in four minutes and 52 seconds. Look, man, I gave it a C plus. Uh, Earthquake was way better than anybody ever thought he was. Um, Earthquake was really good in there. And Earthquake could really hurt you if he wanted to, but he's one of the probably one of the best workers in the business as a big man. People kind of forget it. And what I would say is, even though it's WrestleMania, the match did what it needed to do. It basically increases Earthquake's undefeated streak going into, uh, eventually, I think, taking on someone as big as Hogan. I can't remember when he lost the undefeated streak, but um, it was kind of a big deal. They're building up Earthquake here pretty much, and Hercules is unfortunately just an afterthought. So, give it a C+. Oh, building is rumbling now. And the Earthquake is setting him up. Look out. Bombs away. What do you got, Joe? Start with you. Uh, I give it a C. Um, I uh, I appreciated uh, seeing that Hercules took a huge step forward in his career by going to the tanning salon and finally getting some like a little bit of color. Uh, like for years and years of looking like uh, like the the precursor to um, uh, Seamus, yeah, to and like just being like butt ass white, like. Butt naked, white, white, white. <laughs> Craig, I I give it a C. Also, um, you know you're in trouble when already in the ring and Hercules barely got out of the car in the uh, in the very beginning. Uh, fun fact for everyone listening out there and watching on YouTube: we always thought that Dave reminded us most of Hercules because the way his kind of body and the way he walked, he was like kind of buff and had a Hercules Aww, look. Thanks, man. So I still to this day. Hercules and reminds untanned. me of Dave. No, I agree yeah. with everyone's great. I gave it a C as well. Uh, both guys are no longer with us, sadly. On that note, Dave, going on the next bit. RIP. Jimmy Hart's still here, but that's it. Uh, all right. Uh, so oh, we get a, a lovely interview with the lovely Miss Elizabeth saying, I don't know Boring. what I'm playing back, know, I don't know what's soon. going on. I don't know why um, I'm here. Sean Lee also interviews Brutai, Brutus Beefcake. Also and then boring. We get match number four, yeah. Brutus Beefcake <laughs> takes out Mr. Perfect uh, with Genius in a singles match in seven minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, I gave it a B. I was having a lot of fun here for the finish and stuff, too. Uh, I, what? I know. I, you got to hear me out. It's not because of who won. Let's just be make that really clear. I'm not a Brutus fan. I just love Mr. Perfect. I, I think this is another kind of like, it's fair. hey, you know, you know what's going to happen here? I'm going to be like a Shawn Michaels, and I'm going to I'm going to bump around because fuck you, I shouldn't lose this match to fucking Brutus. And <laughs> Brutus is up with like one with one right hand, and he flops around the ring, and I'm just I'm laughing at Mr. Perfect so much the entire time. He it was my favorite match so far, just because of Mr. Perfect. Um, I I had a good time. It was fun for me, so I gave it a B. I did. I gave it a a, a C plus as well. And yes, he should have lost to Brutus. Because Bruce was what? over, and and that's Mister Perfect's job. So we we all forget that heels are supposed to bump around and make the good guys look good, and the good guys that are over who get massive cheers. Nobody can deny that from '88 to the time he got in the peril accident. That you can't tell me that shit. Perfect was exaggerated a little bit here. Oh, there it is! Beautiful double leg pickup and a slick shot. Oh, he hit the post. Perfect hit the post. Rammed right into the steel post. He went all the way over the buckle and hit the post. I think he's knocked himself out. It's all over. 
Oh no, hey, I'm sure he was. Like he's I'm like, sure he was. Oh, yeah. like, but I mean bullshit. that's perfected perfectly on every match. Like, but he should lose. That's what his job is. Um, and he actually lost his undefeated streak before this pay per view. Yeah, he was the undefeated. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they but he got defeated by Hogan and Warrior on house shows slash TV tapings on the way to WrestleMania. So he'd already lost it. So if you saw any of those TV tapings, not only did you see him lose finally for the first time, but you also knew that well, Beefcake's probably going to beat him at this point. Um, uh, I thought the finish was flat, which is the only reason why I didn't give it a B minus. A slingshot into the post, like come on, terrible. Like, you all right, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give the match a C minus one Woo! because one because uh, Beefcake wins, which I think automatically is a C minus. <laughs> two, <laughs> see, me and Joe agree, we just disagree on the grade. <laughs> two, perfect, perfect sells. Like Michaels does the Hogan in WrestleMania er, in SummerSlam, like whatever. I totally 100 agree with that. It's like it's like you want me to lose the who? Anyways, it's a fucking C minus. I'm with you. I'm with you, Joe. I gave it a C myself, and I knew that it was fucked up. And Beefcake messes up in the first 10 seconds when he hesitates on a shoulder charge in the in the corner with him, and I was like, fucking a. And so at that point, you're like, you're watching. You're gonna win, and you're gonna fuck up. All right, moving this along. It just needs to be discussed briefly. There was a match that was removed from Peacock on the network here. What? Uh, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Right. For Bad News Brown hey, versus Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Take away my match. All, all I have to say is that, um, you know, you could do things then that you can't do now. Um, and we will leave it there. I don't know how much we should really discuss. Come on, that. man. And uh, both come guys on. are gone. Uh, both guys yeah. are gone. Both Bad News Brown and Roddy Piper are not with us anymore. R.I.P. We get a wonderful WrestleMania 7 promo for the Memorial Coliseum in Los Angeles, what California. What an event that was. I will never, never forget happened. the sight of 100,000 people to see Hogan and Slaughter. Go on, Dave. Next. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was going to be beautiful. But hey, you know, hey, the, the, right the war right. happened. There were security issues. We had to take it to a smaller venue. That's the sure. issue. Okay. And nothing yeah. to do with yeah, ticket definitely. sales. Match number five. The Hart Foundation defeats the Bolsheviks in 19 seconds. You don't get a grade for that. Jess, what do you got? No grade. That's stupid. Why even have this on pay-per-view? It's stupid. Just to establish how no the Hearts were number one contenders, like, dumb. Yeah. Joe. Dumb. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no grade, but it was uh, cute to see, like, Bret Hart's awareness of the cameras when he said two, three to the different cameras that got him. And beat up on defenseless people. I can't believe it. Look at this. this. It's over. Oh, beautiful job by the hitman. Two, three, it's all over. That could be a record. Oh, they didn't waste any time at all. Well, what do you expect? They back jumped up. Good job, Brett. But You're even that, star, though, I, let no me great. let me just say that I truly believe that they thought the reaction would be bigger because Brett's Canadian. Yes. So yes. I really believe oh, that yeah. they thought when they booked this. Yeah. I really thought that yes. when they booked this, that people would remember that Brett's Canadian. So, oh, my God, they beat him in 19 seconds. I believe they thought it was going to get like a demolition like response. And it did not. And it, it did not. Oh, like it was. That is a great point. They. Yes. Yeah. It, that's what it is. And they did. That's not. why yep. they booked it. Yeah. Because for, right. for the match itself, it, I remember, you know, as we we're watching it, it was like, why is Fuck. this even here? Why is it? Uh, you want to know why? Because you want to know why? Do you want to yes. know why? Because Brett's yeah. always been his biggest fan. Go on, Dave. Oh. Oh. <laughs> match number six. Oh, sorry. As, as great as oh, he yeah, is. Craig, yeah, Craig did, Craig did score. Got Very it. true. Match Very true. number six. The Barbarian defeats Tito Santana in four minutes and 33 seconds. My main question is why 
It's a D plus for me. I don't even know what purpose it serves. Just just talked about the faces are supposed to win. Why does Tito get crapped on at every pay-per-view that I watch? I don't understand it. Tito looks great here. There's no reason for the Barbarian to even... He's a goddamn former two-time Intercontinental Champion and a former Tag Champion, and they just literally... Okay, not literally. They figuratively urinate on him like every time in this match. <laughs> just... at, least you know, at least you know the difference. You're not the average yeah, person. Yeah, I had to correct good. myself. I did go to grade yeah. school. So they had Martel and Santana on the same card. Pay off the feud that you never paid off on pay-per-view between Tito Santana and Rick Martel, which they scheduled for SummerSlam 90 three and a half months after this. And uh, Martel got injured and couldn't make the card. So they had to put Santana with somebody else. So they had a chance here at WrestleMania 6 to pay off the feud from the WrestleMania 5 where Martel walked out on Santana and turned heel and they never had a pay-per-view payoff and they fucking didn't do it here. So but speaking like... of speaking of putting things on there like why are we doing this? Are you done wasting time? We get playback on the Brother Love segment with Sapphire and Dusty and Macho Man. <laughs> oh, uh doing Sherry's getting involved on a Saturday Night Main event stuff. I'm just which was the same year. It's just so annoying. Why are we getting all this playback on a match that just doesn't matter? And it's it's ugh, this match Mixed tag team match, Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire with Miss Elizabeth defeated Randy Savage and Queen Sherry in seven minutes and 52 seconds. Wow. I give it a D. Three of the four performers are way better than this. And you know which one I'm talking about is not worthy of any of this. Savage. I, Dusty. Yeah, oh, exactly. Um, <laughs> I am just so annoyed. Sherry. So it's a, it's a D. What do you, what do you got, Joe? Uh, I thought you were very generous with your grade, Dave. I you get it worse. A, I, I give it an F plus. <laughs> I give it an F plus. Not even F. Like I'm not gonna say it's terrible. But like, like I will. I give it an F plus because if it had just been a match between Dusty and Savage, which yeah. would have made more sense, yeah. then that match would have probably been a C plus, B minus. Sure. You know. Maybe they did great but work the fact, together, but the fact that you got to put the other, the other, like you could have just left Sherry and Sapphire out on the outside of the ring, and they could have interfered, and they could have had their they like into a squirm, yeah. They, they could have their comedic relief. They could have had like like squabbles and interaction or whatever without including them in the match. Including them in the match just makes it absolutely terrible. Terrible. Because yeah. Sapphire, Sapphire is not trying to do the work. I mean, she's well, just not. Uh, 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 Exactly. I give it a D. Uh, the only note that I will add is I I chuckled to myself when Elizabeth was announced and she came down on the cart. I I imagined like what would have happened if like, someone just fucking hit her with a soda, like Miss Elizabeth, <laughs> like the national treasure, the first lady, and someone like hit a they popcorn never bucket or they soda love Elizabeth. right in her right in her fucking face as she's coming down. I think if somebody hit Elizabeth with a soda can or a battery, I think that person would get killed like right on sight. Like, but it would have ruined the entire. I would laugh so fucking hard. Like, you know, in 2022, someone would be like, "Fuck you, bitch!" and like hit like threw a soda right at (laughs) her. Angry, angry it it was a a different time back then. She was universally beloved, but like, I just thought of that, yeah, and I laughed so hard. That's all my only note. Sure, because you got Elizabeth. Look at that. Look at this. Right over the back of Sapphire. One, two. Jess. Jess? <laughs> so you all are gonna hate me. Oh no. I you gave this a C plus. It. It's okay. I, I loved yeah. it, actually. I just I can't say it's like a B or an A because like it wasn't like a workers match. This is the same formula 
from Sapphire and Mark Merrill against Goldust and uh, Luna that we reviewed uh, last week or the week before. Um, like it, it's the the celebrity formula mixed tag or the celebrity formula tag yes. match where they all cover it because they're all three pros. Sherry, Savage, and Dusty are three pros. And they did the silly bump spots where, like, you know, uh, Rhodes grabbed Sherry and then threw Sherry into Savage, and Savage bumped everywhere. It was super entertaining. And it was yeah. it was hype. It, that's, it, this is one of the marquee matches going into this WrestleMania. They hyped the shit out of it. And uh, it was just... It, you can get mad that Rhodes and Savage weren't put together in a one-on-one, and I get that. I totally understand that. Um, but you had the handicap of Sapphire and Elizabeth for the most part, because Elizabeth's only good when she's with Savage. That was the whole the whole dynamic of Savage and Elizabeth was Savage was either trying to keep people away from Elizabeth because he's a smarmy heel, uh, or he was trying to hold the ropes for her and let everybody praise her when he was a face. So apart, they didn't really work out well, and I get why they separated them, and they're trying to gain heat that way. Uh, Macho Man was the best king ever. Can we just agree on that? Because he was great. Um, just him and Sherry dressing and getting carried down to the ring. And like nobody embraced that shit gimmick more than Macho Man did because he's fantastic. He Match number eight, the Orient Express, Sato and Tanaka defeats the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty in seven minutes, 31 seconds. It's a count out F because I can't stand it. That's all I got. Nice. I it's not for a title. It doesn't matter. Like that's the whole point. And what's what do you? Oh, protecting? stop it, Dave. We have had this conversation before. I have held it's you to your standard. And it's not okay. even that good. And he wins my count out. It's All right, stupid. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The what do you got, Jess? What like, do you grade? Stop you, right did, now. Did you give it an A, Jess? Did you give it an A plus? What? What'd you give it? Uh, yeah, I gave it no fucker. Um, so imagine. <laughs> so this is why I gave this match a C plus because. Whoa. Imagine the agent comes the agent comes into you, the Orient Express and the Rockers, who are two very talented tag teams, by the way. Um, sure. They really are. And you're going to give seven minutes, 38 seconds, which is decent. It's not, you know, it's not great. But you know these guys can go 20 if they wanted to in house shows and probably tear the house down. Uh, and then you get yeah. told on top of that that you're going to get seven minutes, 38 seconds of WrestleMania, and you're going to lose by count out. And for no reason, it's not a title match. We're not trying to protect the champions by having them lose by count out and them not losing the titles because you can't lose titles that way. We're just going to have a regular old tag match end by count out. And then Fuji's going to throw the uh, mysterious salt in Marty Jannetty's eyes. And I give him credit. He fucking sells it like a pro, wanders over and walks over the rail, trips over the rail that's into the front row. That's a great I thought move. I, I thought that's it was a great, great. Oh, it was awesome. No, I gave this match a, I gave this match a B minus. I thought that... Um, uh, when I initially like rewatching it, seeing the entrances, I was like, Orient Express and the Rockers, like, you gotta be kidding me. And then I watched it, and it was like, this is actually the, the flow of the match was good, like, moves were good, everything was crisp. Um, it was way better than I thought it was gonna be. Um, like, like watching uh, the, the selling of uh, Janetti with the salt, uh, I thought was spot on, and then uh, and then Michaels was great. Uh, <laughs> match number nine, Jim Duggan, great F, great F, 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 earthquake. I, I graded a little bit better, but yeah, we can F it and move on. Uh, I was uh, embarrassed by the first match. And Jake the Snake get a nice little playback. They're building the storyline here. We get match number 10, million dollar man versus Jake the Snake Roberts for the million dollar title belt. By the way, did you all know? 
that if you lost by countout with this as a non-sanctioned belt, you could still lose the million-dollar title. Pretty sure that was explicitly said by uh, uh, that is specific. Jack Tunney has explained that to you many times, Dave, over the years. Yeah, you yeah, should know that. Can, you should yeah. know that. If you yeah. didn't know that, that's, that's on you. So yeah. just let you know. Only outside the ring. He hit the post there, Jess. I couldn't tell. Look at this. DiBiase's back inside. That's it. That's it. DiBiase retains the million dollar belt. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this count as a result of a countdown. Ted DiBiase beats Jake Roberts by countout in 11 minutes and 50 seconds. I enjoyed this match. I give it a B plus, um, but whatever. I gave Great. it a I'm B. Gonna, I gave I'm it. A, oh, sorry. Just, just B minus. Go ahead. Go ahead. I gave it a B minus. I thought it was a solid match, which is expected from these guys. So that's why I didn't give it a B plus because I felt uh, with the ending, um, I was like, eh. Like, why can't DiBiase just cheat? Like, he's not a big enough star at this point. I'm not saying he's, like, world champion status, but, like, DiBiase can't cheat. I mean, Honky Tonk Man That's beat Jake. Watch your mouth. Honky Tonk God. Man beat Jake at WrestleMania 3 with his feet on the ropes. Honky, before he was IC champion. You can't let DiBiase go over with some bullshit that Virgil grabbed his leg or something, or Jake goes to grab the snake, and Virgil, Virgil grabs the other end of the bag, and they tug a war it, and then DiBiase gets a million-dollar dream on him and beats him that way. Why can't we do that? Why do we have to do a fucking count out? It makes no sense. I just don't know why Jake's in when some matches at some pay-per-views. It drives me crazy. Jake's uh, and the promo, by the way, before this match by Jake Roberts was fucking very Jake Roberts-y, which means it's fantastic. It's it's perfect. Uh, he's the best. He's, he's, he's great. He's, like, if he's yeah, not he's, one of the best, he's the best promo work guys in the business. That the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed. Wallowing in the muck of avarice. Longfellow couldn't have said it better. I'm you should be teaching me how to do it. Go, Joe. Sorry, sir. No, no, no. I'm going to say I'm going to give this match a, I mean, despite the count out aspect of it, I'm going to give it a B plus. I thought the match was like good, solid. Joe, right? I, yeah, I'm going to say it was just good, solid, like late 80s, early 90s, like heel versus face work. Great. I give it a solid B. Second best match of the night. Um uh, Jake is at his absolute kind of peak, both promo and conditioning here. Like, there's just nothing better. DiBiase is uh, fantastic, always has been. In match number 11, the big boss man defeats Akeem in a minute, 49 seconds. It's a D plus yeah. at best. I feel like we're making up time. Straight D. We can qu- skip it. Straight D, everybody. No, I, say, I, D, I say D. Here's the, here's the question. I think boss man saying, I'm proud to be an American. Okay, yeah, really needs to be okay, right, uh, okay. emphasized. <laughs> Can I, can I ask something? Can I just I'm ask proud to be quick? an American. Oh, ducked underneath that one. Akeem did. Oh, but he didn't miss that move. He knocked the wind out of him. He got over. So I had to rewind oh. it back because I forgot this shit happened. And I rewound back at the end of the Jake <laughs> and DiBiase right. match. And when Jake is chasing Virgil out, that's when DiBiase goes boop and hides under the ring. 
So when Boss Man comes out and he gets ready to fight Akeem, DiBiase comes out from under the ring and attacks him and gets revenge on him because the whole storyline leading up to this was the reason why the Twin Towers split up was because uh, DiBiase hired Boss Man to steal the million dollar belt back from Jake, who stole it from DiBiase. And then when DiBiase said some healy shit... Boss man's like, I'm nobody's slave, and I'm nobody's this, and I'm nobody's that. So I'm gonna give it. I'm not gonna steal. I don't know what he said. He he also turned yeah, face yeah. saying, I'm not gonna steal something or whatever. It's Jake's property, so I'm gonna give it back to Jake because Jake took so, it from you. Now you go get it or something like that. Something weird. So then DiBiase got pissed. So they didn't capitalize on the feud. So they just split up Akeem and the boss man. DiBiase finished his feud with Jake, and then DiBiase came out and got revenge on the boss man, which I thought was a nice touch. Okay. Yes. And that, that, that's all. That's all that. fine. But I'm going to give you another thing here, real quick. If if you're going to give him a minute, forty nine seconds, because you're running low on time, because I really believe that happened here. This match was probably going to go. No, I really believe did. that's all Akeem could go. But go okay. on. Dave. No, no, that's not true. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> so I, I get I a minute, just I get like, a minute let's, forty nine seconds for let's a match. Let's get it over with and move on. I'm no, I know. I'm trying to. I'm getting. I'm, that's where I'm heading. Dave, hurry up! But you don't hurry stop. up, dude. Hurry I'm up! Trying, trying. Hey, hurry Do up. it. So you get this match that's shortened, but then I gotta, I gotta listen to. Honka, honka, honky, love. Dave, I only know twenty what? minutes. Um, it's gonna waste my time. And we get a Mary Tyler Moe interview. She's a great sport about it, by the way. But we could have eliminated all of this. Um, you know, the Cadillac coming on the ring, which was great because we all know that's Diamond Dallas Page driving that Cadillac. That's pretty awesome. What a pleasing person that Mary Tyler Moore is. Absolutely, and what a fan she is of honky. Well, she'll be in LA. You can bet on it. Take a look at the pink Cadillac. But it takes forever to get the Cadillac down to the ring. They sing a shitty song so that nobody bad. cares about. It's and so then fucking the Bushwhackers bad. have to come down. You're going to top it with the Bushwhackers? There's just eliminating guitars but not even that we all knew who they were once they faced the hard camera the whole crowd picked up on it but honky still had to go wait a minute that's luke and butch the bushwhackers and i was like no fucking shit bro like everybody can see it on the big screen (laughs) i'm so mad at this why did i have to watch this if you're gonna shorten matches and i know i'm not i'm not too fond of that match of boss man anyway but let's why i would rather watch Five minutes of and that and 20 why. minutes of this. Match number 12. Anyway, Rick defeat, d- defeats Jimmy Snooker in three minutes, 59 seconds. Um, I, I think I forgot to grade this one. I think it was so mad at what just happened before uh, D, them. this I, was a misuse of rude. This was trash. Yes. Awakening coming up. Forget about it. It's all over. It's all over. Yes. You're right. You make one mistake and you have to pay dearly. When you're in there with the likes of Ramesh, let's get the Yeah, there you go. Rude deserved agreed, better. Agreed, 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 agreed. Move Rude, on. Rude deserved better, and he got better when he went to WCW. It's one of the few things WCW did in this era. They treated. Yeah, him I did it right with Rude. Craig, you, you you with it on that? D, D or you do yeah, better? D. Yep. D D F F F. Warrior versus Hogan. Title for title. Final match of the night. Twenty four minutes, fifty one seconds. I see plus that bad boy. You can yell at me all you want. Go ahead, Jess. Uh, I gave it a B plus. Um, it's not as good as what I remembered. It's not. Um, it's such a basic but effective match, though. Honestly, like Junior High Jess didn't want to believe Hogan was losing, but it was so telegraphed that he was losing. Um, it's it's probably Hogan's best WrestleMania match besides The Rock. 
um, because really? he. Yeah, you don't because think, he. You don't think, you I, don't I like think his match against Savage is way yeah, better. Yeah, but I, I feel that was a little bit more Savage pushing the issue on that. I think Savage had a chip on his shoulder because eh, he was losing. Yeah. Um, I think, as far as. Ho- uh, let me rephrase that. It was Hogan's best match because of him, like because he led the show. I think Savage uh, okay, probably gotcha, was gotcha. all Macho over controls Hogan. all of WrestleMania. Yeah, Ma- uh, Savage is probably. And Savage is more athletic. So I think Hogan probably just said, yeah, do you know whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want. I just, yeah, just kind of like, woke up at the end. Uh, I'll fair enough. Fair enough. Gotcha. Um, but like Hogan literally had to carry warrior through this whole match i'm not, he did not have to carry the rock i don't i'm not suggesting that i'm just saying that hogan did lead that match and it was probably his greatest wrestlemania match ever but here like up to this point this was like for people who say that hogan is not a good wrestler i'm like listen you should probably go back and understand wrestling first of all then once you understand how pro wrestling works go and watch hogan and warrior because warrior had no clue in front of sixty-seven thousand people and he did well and he showed up here, and he did his part, and I'm not discounting the Warriors' performance here because two had to tango. But Hogan was, you could tell every time Hogan got him into a place, Hogan was talking to him a little bit. Not obvious, but just because I'm looking for it now. And I'm watching yeah. Hogan lead him on everything. Pat Patterson had a huge hand in this, obviously. Um, and, and these guys, face versus face, they did everything right down the line. This crowd, the first time. This crowd made this match. Just like this, this same exact crowd made Hogan and The Rock, by yeah. the way. Same crowd. Because yeah. we all just, we reviewed this entire card coming up to here, and this match needed to pay off uh, in more ways than one. And it really did. And sure. Hogan passed the torch, and, you know, just everything at the end is still surreal. To this day, I can still watch him missing the leg drop and Warrior hitting the splash and watching that ref's hand. Uh, Hogan, this is the first time he was pinned clean since like 82, 81. Like, yeah. I. Definitely since the, he came in WWF in 84, it says the only time he'd been cheated by Andre up until here, uh, but that was the How twin referee. How much did the plastic surgery cost, <laughs> yeah, brother? That was the twin referee, but this <laughs> to see somebody pin him clean, Hogan's shoulders down for pockets. three. Like, <laughs> uh, how much money did the Warriors spend, brother? Like, so, how much? Uh, yeah, I don't want to go on too long, but I gave it a B plus because you know what? It, it it's not the A that it should have been that we all remember it as, but yeah. um, it carried this pay per view. Hogan passed the torch expertly. He is a good worker. He's not a Flair or an Angle or a Michaels or a Brett. No, but he doesn't need to be. He did his job here, and he got a guy that was lesser than. Oh, to, to the one of the greatest WrestleMania moments that people people still talk about to this day is the Warriors celebrating with both belts in the ring. That is because of Hogan. It's a really cool, iconic moment. I'm going to say, especially based on like on how we review matches on this particular podcast, that we review them in context of the event itself and not in context of like the whole history of wrestling. And I think that's important to to like re- to reiterate 
Because for me, on this match, I give it an A minus. And I give it an A minus because in context of this match, in this time, at that moment, that's everything that we wanted and everything that it was supposed to be. For the moment that it was, like, it wasn't, was it, was it Flair and Steamboat? No. Was it Savage and Steamboat? No. Was it any countless amazing matches that we watch? No, but like iconically, like Andre and Hogan wasn't a great match either, but like no. I would, I would, I would argue in the, in the, in the emotional context of it, I would still give it an A minus. So I'll say, um, I'll top Joe and say, um, I'll give it an A. I think it's one of the top five <laughs> matches of the first 10 years of WrestleMania. I think the performance of both these guys is probably the best match they both ever had with each other or uh, both ever had period, like the choreography for sure. Um, for sure. It was very much the rock Hogan, uh, Cena rock, um, that kind of looking at the crowd and that like Pat Patterson booked it perfectly. Um, compared to the other matches on the card, which was rushed and trying to force so many wrestlers and try and staff so they all make a WrestleMania payday. Um, and they still elevated it and rose to the occasion, I think. Um, yeah, like it has no business being an A, but for some reason to me, it's still looking back like it was. Um, and yeah, you don't want to see Hogan pass the torch and you don't want to see it was such a short lived and was it short sighted maybe, but like it just for what it was um, from test of strength to the passing of the torch and the little moment at the end with Hogan and this and the splash and whether it was deserved or not, they did the best they could ever do with this feud and this final match. And I give it an A. It was the best, right? And I'll go ahead and so I'll kick off the rest. The uh, grade for the entire pay per view that I'll give yeah, a fucking C minus for the rest of the pay per view for the pay per view overall. <laughs> <Yeah>. Giving <laughs> Hogan Warrior an A, I'll C-. give a C minus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. C minus for the whole thing. What do you got, Joe? Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. C minus for the whole thing. Jesse Poo. C minus. Ooh, took it way down. Took it way down. Good, good. You should. Do you say D minus or C minus? He said C minus. I thought you said D minus. Oh, I thought no, you said D as well. I was like, wow, Jesse. He was giving shit. it the D. Oh. Um, well, F. Yeah, F it up. <laughs> so, <clears throat> good stuff. Uh, let's take this home. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast for... Jess, Joe, Craig, this is Dave with the OWP signing off. Have a good one.